Okay. Hello and welcome to the Sport Professor Podcast, a show for the sports student and fan who wants to learn more about the underpinnings of the sporting world. I'm your professor, Dr. Drew Sikansky, and today we will deep dive the sport fan by examining the theory of socialization in the fan life cycle. So if you ever wonder why people become fans of the teams they do, or how sport managers use this information to sell their products, then this is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Sport Professor Podcast. Today we're going to get back into our conversation about sport marketing and focus again on the sport fan. In a previous podcast, we already began this conversation by talking about what people are fans of, how fans go about consuming sport, and how can teams and leagues utilize this information to turn around and capitalize on it financially. But today, we're going to go at the heart of sport fandom and we're going to discuss what actually drives people to become fans of sport in the first place. And this conversation all begins around the theory and concept of socialization. Now, socialization is defined as the process through which people learn the attitudes, values, and actions appropriate to individuals as members of a particular society. In other words, it is the way we learn how to act in a given situation or context. Now, it speaks very specifically to the various roles that we occupy in our lives. For example, think about the different roles that you fulfill throughout a lifetime, whether that is son or daughter, mother, father, coach, teacher, athlete, employee, employer. We have multiple roles that we fulfill. And what socialization is speaking to is how we learn to act within each of those roles. So think when you went to college, back when you were a freshman. How did you know how to act as a college student? It's not like you go to college and they give you a manual that you have to sit down and read that tells you exactly how to behave. Oftentimes, you might have people in your life give you advice. Maybe your parents told you how you should act. Maybe you had high school teachers or guidance counselors tell you what college was like and how you were supposed to act. But the way that we truly learn what to do and how to behave is through going and setting ourselves up in that environment, through watching how other people are are behaving, picking up on what they are doing, both good and bad, and then mirroring that ourselves. That is what the process of socialization says. It says that within each of these roles that you fulfill, by watching other people, we learn how to act. Now, socialization speaks to a very large concept, but we can actually now take that and dissect it and apply it specifically to the sport fan. And Colby and James in 2000 did just that in one of their papers where they said, quote, that socialization involves learning and internalizing the attitudes, values, knowledge, and behaviors that are associated with fans of a team. This process results in the internalization application of the importance of being a fan of a team. These ideas indicate becoming a fan involves more than merely focusing on team-related factors, but necessitates that some consideration be given to effects of interpersonal factors in social environments, end quote. 
So what Colby and James are saying here is that being a fan of a team isn't just saying, I like the Red Sox, and then following how many wins they have or how many losses they have. It involves instead learning the importance of the different factors on the team, learning the social environment and how fans of the Red Sox behave. So how do we do that? Well, we have to embed ourselves around other people who are fans to know who are the important players on the team to follow. How should I feel about opposing teams? What should I be celebrating? What should I not be celebrating? All of these factors are learned things. The question then becomes, how do sport fans actually go about learning these? Well, oftentimes we learn from watching people in our lives that we're close to. So it might be a father, a mother, a sister, a brother, an uncle, an aunt, a grandparent. We watch them and how they react with the team to be able to pick up and learn the behaviors. At each different point in our lives, there's different people that we'll look to within those social environments to try to learn how to socialize into being a fan. How else can we learn to be a fan in the modern day? Beyond just watching the people that are around us, well, we can pay attention to the media. We have an abundance of media sources that are available to us now, whether it's traditional media like radio and TV and newspapers, or whether it's the more modern day, the social media, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Snapchat. Through following other fans or reporters or the team in general, we can actually learn a lot about the inner workings of the team and what surrounds it. And what happens is as we learn more and more and more, we start to pick up on what is important about the team and we learn how to act and what to cheer for and what not to cheer for. So socialization has this major impact on us as fans because we don't just get born into a fandom. We have to learn how to be fans from somewhere else, whether that's the people that are in our lives or whether it's through technology and through the media. But what affected your individual fandom? What actually influenced you to become a fan? That's normally where I like to go with this conversation. And I like to ask people to reflect specifically on themselves and their favorite teams and answer just a series of questions that I would challenge you to do right now. And those questions are pretty straightforward. The first one is, who is your favorite team? It doesn't matter what sport. It doesn't matter what level, whether it's college or professional. Who is your favorite team? And you have to pick one. The second question I have for you then is, at what age were you when you started to like that team? Were you 5? Were you 15? Were you 30 years old? Everyone has a specific age where they started to like that team. So try to think back to what age you were when you started to like your favorite team. The third question is a little bit harder for some of you maybe. And that is just, why did you start liking that team in the first place? What influenced you to be a fan of that team? And the great thing about these three questions is it's actually been highly researched. And so if I know the age you were when you started to like your favorite team, I can probably guess with fairly high accuracy why you started liking them. Or the reverse is true too. If I know why you started liking them, I can pretty accurately guess what age you were when you started liking them. So when we do this exercise in lectures or research projects, what we find is that there's six factors that influence why we become fans. And those are geography, family, 
friends, sport, organization, and media. And we're going to spend the rest of our conversation today talking about each of these within specific time frames of your life. And those time frames can be broken down into what we call the fan life cycle. Now, remember I said, if I knew how old you were when you started to like your favorite team, I could predict pretty accurately why you started to like them. And that's because a number of scholars have done research into what we call the fan life cycle. The fan life cycle breaks down an individual fan's life into four different categories. And those categories are childhood, adolescents, young adults, and older adults. And within each of these four life cycles, there are different factors that are affecting why people become fans. So let's go and talk about that first life cycle. And the first life cycle is what we call childhood. And that begins really from when you're born through the age of nine. Think about those early years of your life. Or if you have a younger brother or sister, or if you have children, think about those individuals and think about how they act. During this time, we are highly influenced by our parents. We oftentimes see children mirroring things that their parents are doing, whether that is being a fan of a specific team or whether that's just habits and how people talk, what they do around the house, things that they say. Spend time around a five, six, seven-year-old and oftentimes what you'll hear is them repeating the same things that adults in their lives are saying. So during this time in a child's life, they're influenced primarily by their parents and their family. Their parents and family are introducing them to sports. So the parents are choosing what sports to introduce them to, whether that's having them play sports or whether that's having them watch sports on TV. The parents are the ones that are dictating what that child is seeing. And so that child is being greatly influenced by those adults. For example, if I love baseball but I hate football, my children are only going to be exposed to watching baseball on TV. They're not going to be probably playing football because I'm not going to allow them to. Rather, I'm going to have them playing youth baseball and watching the Red Sox all day. And that influences what they become fans of because they're learning how to act. They're becoming socialized into these different environments from listening and watching me. So if I go back to my own childhood and I start to think about what were the teams that my parents were talking about the most, it was the Boston Red Sox. My dad grew up in New England. He grew up in Rhode Island as a massive Red Sox fan. And so when we had a chance to watch baseball on TV, oftentimes he would put the Red Sox on. And then when the Red Sox were on TV and I was asking questions like children would do, he would sit there and explain to me and talk to me about the history of the Red Sox. He would tell me about the curse of the Bambino and teach me about past players that they had that were considered greats. He socialized me into learning about the team. And not only learning about the team, but he also told me about what teams I wasn't supposed to like. Like the Yankees. I grew up knowing that the Yankees were seen as this evil empire that was the opposite of the Red Sox. And so my dad socialized me into that environment. We watched those games on TV. He told me about those players. And so I learned how to become a fan through that. 
Now, in addition to your parents and your family having a major influence on your fandom during this age range of about zero to nine years, the media is also having some influence. And today, that media influence is actually growing as we see children becoming more accustomed to having media at their fingertips, to using cell phones, iPads, tablets, and watching more and more TV. And so we are influenced with how we think by how the media then talks about our sports. For example, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. We don't have an NFL team in Columbus. So what is the media primarily covering when it comes to football? It's covering the Ohio State Buckeyes. And they're primarily talking about the Buckeyes in a positive light. My dad didn't grow up in Ohio. My dad grew up in New England. My mom didn't grow up a big football fan. But because I was in Columbus, Ohio, and because I had the newspaper available to me every day, and I would always flip open the sports section, and I would see these stories about the Buckeyes written over and over and over, I started to become a fan of them. I started to learn about the Buckeyes and their culture, and I started to learn about their history and what it meant to be a Buckeye fan through the media. And so that started to influence my fandom during this childhood age. And today we can see the same thing, except now we don't just have the local media, but we have a much wider breadth of media available to us as children. And so that media influence can be even greater. Now, as we get older and we progress out of this childhood age group, we get into this adolescence group. And the adolescence part of the fan life cycle is really between age 10 to 18. So let's again think about the individuals that are of this age range. Think about what they're doing. During this time in your life, it's normally marked by individuals wanting to establish their own identity outside of their family. They're looking to be or they're looking to rebel against some of their family oftentimes. And so instead of just listening to your parents about who to be a fan of, we start to become much more influenced by our friends. Think about it. Who do we spend most of the time around during this age? We spend it around our friends. We're in school with them. We're hanging out after school with them. Maybe we're playing sports with them or we're going out to movies or dinner or parties with them. And we want to feel like we're a part of the group and we want to fit in. So how do we do that? Oftentimes we do that through having similar shared interests with the people in our social group. That includes having a shared similar interest in sport. And so during this this time, from age 10 to 18, we are primarily influenced by our friends. This influence can go two ways. It can go the way that we naturally think of where our friends are a fan of a specific team, so we jump on the bandwagon and we become a fan of them. Or it can go the opposite way, and we can want to try to mark ourselves as the rebellious person in the group by choosing the opposing team, or by choosing the team that is the biggest rival to our friend's team. So for example, when I was in middle school and high school, a lot of my friends were fans of UNC basketball. I don't know why, but they were big fan of the Tar Heels. So I could have just jumped on the Tar Heel bandwagon, and I could have became a fan of them as well. But instead, what did I do? I chose to be a fan of their biggest rival, Duke. And I started to cheer for Duke specifically because I wanted to be on the other side. So that way, when Duke beat UNC, I would have something to brag about when we discussed that. I would have something to hold over their heads in those conversations. And so my friends were influencing me in my fandom, but they were just influencing me in the opposite way. 
and from our friends. We learn again, just like from our parents in that childhood age, from our friends, we learn about the team. We learn what to like about them, what not to like, how to act as a fan. We learn the different codes of that fandomship. Again, just like with adolescents, media is also having a pretty big influence on our fandom at this time in much the same way. As adolescents, we're actually consuming much more media than we were as children. And so how the media talks about teams, how they discuss them, teaches us about those teams and oftentimes will drive us to become fans of one team or another. The third part of the fan life cycle deals with these young adults. Now, young adults is really marked by individuals in college all the way up and through their 20s. So we're talking about that 19 to 29 age range. And again, let's reflect on what these individuals are doing at this time. Now, we are not around our families almost at all. Rather, most people in this age group, they've moved away from home. Many of them have moved away and gone to college. Everyone during this time, either after college or right after high school, is starting a career. So you're spending a ton of time around your peers and away from your family. And so just like in high school where we have this desire to fit in amongst our friends, we have that same influence affecting us as young adults where we want to fit in with the group of individuals. And so oftentimes we will start liking the similar things that they like. We'll pick up on those actions that they're doing and we'll start to mirror those actions. We'll learn about those sport teams that they like so that way we can be involved in the conversation as well and we don't feel outcasts from the group we want to belong to. Now during this time, media is having a massive influence on young adults as well. Not only are you paying attention more to the coverage maybe in the local area and the national, but you're also playing video games, you're playing fantasy sports, you're consuming podcasts like this and all of those factors are influencing how you think about sports, how you think about specific players and how you think about specific teams and that oftentimes drives you to be fans of a team. So think, for example, how the media covers some of the teams within the NBA. The media creates storylines that go along with every team. So we have, for example, Los Angeles Lakers, seen as the Showtime Lakers. They're, they're glitz, they're glam, they're flashy. And they advertise and they promote that out to the public. And the public then, those individuals who identify with those characteristics, oftentimes find themselves being driven to being fans of those teams. We have other teams that have identities as well. Think about football. The Steelers have this reputation of being grit and grimy and hardworking. And so if you identify as that and the media is selling this message, then you're more likely to become a fan of that team. And so the media can really drive our influence through how they talk. We often project our own traits onto teams and we like teams that represent us. The other major thing during your 20s that's really affecting what you become a fan of is the organization that you belong to. Many of you, that will be the college that you go to and you start to become a fan of that college. So for me, I went to Virginia Tech for undergrad. I was never a fan of Virginia Tech. I didn't know where it was. I knew nothing about the school besides the fact that Michael Vick played there and he was really good. So I didn't care about them. I was a Buckeye fan through and through growing up in Columbus. But as soon as I went to college at Virginia Tech, I became a fan of the Hokies. I started to follow them and cheer for them. Why? Because everyone else around me in college is cheering for that team. And so I become socialized into learning the different cultures, learning about Enter Sandman when the game starts, learning how they do the hokey pokey or on third down, how everyone jingles their keys because it's a key play. 
play. I got socialized into that and I couldn't help but become a fan of that team. And so for many of you, wherever you go to college, you will be socialized into becoming a fan of that team during your 20s. And normally that fandomship will last and you'll become a lifelong fan of that team. This can extend outside of just the college that you go to and actually can extend to the organization that you work for. If you work in sports specifically, oftentimes you start to become a fan of the team that you're working for because you want to cheer for them. You also might start to become a fan of the other teams in the city, regardless of what type of organization you work for. If you were to move to San Francisco, for example, during your young adult life, oftentimes we find that those individuals that move out there start to follow They start to follow the San Francisco 49ers. They start to follow the Golden State Warriors. Why? Because again, just like with all these other factors we've talked about, those teams are stable within those cities and the media is covering them and people at work are talking about them. And so you want to start to follow them and learn about them so you can be a part of those conversations, so you can fit in. Maybe it's just because you like football and the only football team that you can go and see is the 49ers. So you start to become a fan and following them because of that location which that takes us over into our last fan life cycle which is these individuals who are older adults this is anyone 30 and up and here geography really becomes important in our 20s we're moving around the organization that we're belonging to has this great influence in our 30s we're starting to settle down in specific cities and those cities in which we live oftentimes dictate what sports we follow because as we've said repeatedly there's media coverage of those specific teams it's really hard for someone in their 30s to move to Columbus Ohio and not start to be a fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes even if you like another team you're probably going to start to follow them because everyone is talking about them it's all people care about and so our geography and where we live make a difference if you move to the southeastern part of the United States it's really hard not to become a fan of college football because so much of the culture is based around college football if you move to the northeast it's the exact opposite it's not about college sports it's about professional sports it's hard not to become a fan of a professional sports team by moving up there because sports in that area are so much a part of the social life that it drives what people do and how they behave and how they talk and speak and socialize with other individuals and so your geography during this later stage starts to become a big influence in addition to that just like with previous portions of the fan life cycle your peers and those individuals you spend the most time with those individuals individuals are having a major influence. Now, as is often the case with these podcasts, we've thrown out a bunch of information to you about what drives people to become fans. We've talked about these four age groups within the fan life cycle, from childhood 0 to 9, to adolescence 10 to 18, to young adult 19 to 29, to older adults 30 and up. We've talked about each of those groupings and that they're different factors that are ultimately affecting what's driving people to become a fan. What's a, That it's affecting how people are learning about being a fan and being socialized into it. But if we can't use this information as a sport marketer, sport manager, what's the point? So the ultimate question is, how can we take this information about the fan life cycle and knowing what's driving people within these age groups to become fans and utilize that to help sell our products? Well, the answer is actually pretty simple and straightforward. If I know what drives people to become a fan and consume my product, then I'm going to know how best to market to them. Marketing is not about trying to spread the word about my product so people know about it. 
That's a part of it. But what marketing really is, is it is taking this product that I'm trying to sell, which in sport is this idea of entertainment. It's taking that product and figuring out how to position it in a way that people want to buy it. Well, if I understand what's driving people to be a fan of my product, that means I know how to work to position my product so that those people will want to consume it. So let's reflect back. If I know that I want to market to children, if I want to try to get as many children as possible to be a fan of my sports team, how should I position my product? How should I market it? Well, if I know that the number one factor that's influencing children to become fans are their parents, that means I need to market my sport not to the children, but rather to the parents. So we go and we look at the older adults now. We look at those individuals who are parents and we say, okay, older adults are driven primarily by geography and their peers to want to consume my sport. That's what makes them fans of my sport. So I know that those individuals that live right around me that are interested in sport are probably going to choose to come and consume my sport if I'm able to make it enticing enough for them. I further know that's not just their geography that's influencing, but it's also their peers. So I need to do something that's going to first get the parents to become fans. And I can do that through targeting individuals in the locale that's right around my stadium by trying to go out to those individuals that are the closest to my proximity to say, look, I know you're right here. Why not come to a game? And I want to target not just them, but I want to target a whole peer group. So it's not just about getting that one adult, but it's about creating an environment for a number of adults to come to my game. And once I have them as fans, now they will pass their fandomship down to their children. They'll talk about that. Maybe they'll bring them to a game. They'll put it on the TV. They'll buy them merchandise. And that's how I'm going to get that young child to be a fan of my team. So just by understanding what drives the adult to become a fan, I can now set a package together to market and position my product so that those individuals are more likely to consume it, knowing that that fandomship will be then transferred onto the child through this socialization that's occurring in the child's home environment. And so understanding how these six factors of geography, family, friends, sport, organization, and media, understanding how those affect individuals at different ages in their life lets me as a sport marketer and a sport manager position my product in a way that's going to increase the likelihood of individuals within these different life cycles consuming my sport. And it all comes back to teaching individuals about my team teaching them how to become fans, educating them just a little bit so that that way they know who to cheer for. They know about the history of my team. They know how to celebrate and spread their fandomship to other individuals. If you have any questions on the fan life cycle or those factors that are influencing why people become fans, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at the sport professor or on our website, thesportprofessor.com.